But Josh, so glad to be with you, with you here today. Absolutely. We talked about the resiliency of the Golden Bears football team. Let's talk about the resiliency of us. We can work through, I think, any problem, Jack. I, I can say that hands down. But we do apologize for the technical difficulties. Uh, but we are only just a couple seconds away from kickoff here at Robert Redmond Stadium. So we'll get an early look at this stout Bloomsburg defense. And for KU, Judd Novak in the offense will take the field first after the opening kickoff. As it's Kevin Carrigan, the sophomore from Warrington, Pennsylvania, who's getting set to boot it away. And we run away from Robert Redmond Stadium here on the campus of Bloomsburg University. Curtis Ravenel takes the opening kickoff on the one out across the 15. And he'll get out across the 20 we're being tripped up at the 21-yard line, and that is where KU will set up shop on their opening drive. Right, so let's talk about a couple of keys to the game, right? So I write, write down a couple of things, right? So we talked about Caleb Monaco in the pregame show, right? I talked about how Cosan defense needs to isolate him, right? Put him in triple coverage all game long, right? My second key to the game, Judd Novak needs to get off to a strong start here, right? You can't afford to get off to a slow start here against a team like Bloomsburg. And my third one, just defense, needs to start strong here. But really, Judd Novak needs to start off strong here, get in a rhythm, and start to get the ball rolling here. Players to watch for the Bloomsburg defense is linebacker Tim Getz and Quinn Gaskill as there's a flag for the opening play. And it's a false start on Kutztown that puts them behind the chains. So first down and 15. So right, not ideal, Jack, right, for Kutztown. So that's not the way you were looking to start the game. But it's all about how you respond, right? So Judd Novak, false start. It's important to see how he's going to respond here, right? So you're looking at a first down and 15, right? The rain did stop. Uh, so... I think he might try to air it out. That ball might be a little slippery. It's going to be important to see, but I think a run. This High far. snap, handoff. That's going to be Jaden Stewart. Bounced it to the outside. He will pick up a minimal gain. I'll give him about a yard, so that'll set up second down and 14 from the Golden Bears' 18-yard line. So not ideal, right? A, a short gain, right? But it's something. It's you, you need to keep the ball rolling here. So you're already not at a good start. You had that false start. That really, I would say, hurt a lot of the momentum you had going, right? So now it's time to see Judd Novak air it out, right? It's time to see the leadership that he might possess, right? It's time to see the adversity he might possess. Second and 14, wide receiver screen out to the far side, out across the 20 before being taken down at the 21 is Caden Hasty. The redshirt senior. So Charles Cruz there on the tackle sets up third down and long for KU here on the opening drive. Four wide receivers out on the field. Three to Novak's left. Ravenel, the lone man to the right. Jordan Davis in the backfield. Got it. Bloomsburg's defense. Their opponents convert on 45% of their third downs. Novak in the gun. Takes a snap. Looks over the middle. Flushed out to the right. Fires down the far sideline. Tipped in. Incomplete. Nearly intercepted. Ravenel the intended target. So that'll 
fourth down and long, and the Golden Bears go three and out on their first drive. Right. So we talked about one of the keys to keys to success here, right? For for the Golden Bears, right? So Judd Novak needs to get in a rhythm early, right? Obviously not doing that, right? So you go three and out to start the game. That that false start did hurt a lot. Let's be honest with ourselves here, Jack. So it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears respond. Punt it away. Fair catch called for at the 42-yard line. As Nate Millard booted that one away as Jerry Griffin Batchelor, the punt returner, called for the fair catch. So good starting field position for Bloomsburg here on their first drive. As we'll get a look at K.J. Riley in this Huskies offense. So Bloomsburg offense that only averages right around 17 points per game. Not the most potent group offensively. They'll start with three wide receivers. Two to the right of the Southpaw Riley. Griffin Batchelor line up to his left on the far side. Riley is sophomore, six foot two. He'll go with a handoff on the first play to Caleb Monaco. He'll get bottled up and get back to the line of scrimmage, setting up second and ten. And Caleb Monaco, the conference's leading rusher and is 12th nationally in rushing yards with 488 coming into the day. Right, so we talked about Caleb Monaco in the pregame show. A lot of the offense runs through him, I would say. We talked about how they love the ground attack a lot. So expect to see Kale Monaco really involved here. And it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears defense responds. Back to the ground game. Monaco up the middle out across the 45, and he'll be wrapped up at midfield. That's a pickup of eight, setting up third down and short. Right, so you have a, a third and two here, Jack, right? So it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears respond, right? So Kale Monaco running the last two plays, right? So he's going to be... Most of their offense is going to run through him, I would say. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Golden Bears defense can isolate him, right? I want him in triple coverage. I want... Wherever he goes, I want everyone to go. Third down and two. Back to Monaco. Fighting his way forward. They'll give him the 48-yard line. Depending on the spot, and it's going to be good for a first down. Pickup of two for Monaco, and a new set of downs for the Huskies. So, Josh, you mentioned this offense is going to run through Caleb Monaco. And we saw that a lot on their film, right? We saw a lot of a lot on film that Caleb Monaco does a lot of the work, right? Right back to Monaco. He will slither forward to the 46 for a pickup of two. We've yet to see K.J. Riley air it out, and that's kind of the offensive mentality you mentioned, Josh. You look at the film. This is a run-first offense. They love to use their workhorse um, in, in Monaco and really get him going early to really set up everything else they like to do on the offensive side of the ball. If Caleb Monaco lines up right next uh, to... Uh, the quarterback, K.J. Riley, normally he's going to run it. So Another handoff out across the 45. No, they'll say he was stopped at the Golden Bears 45-yard line, a pickup of one, and now it sets up a third down and eight. Good spot for this KU defense as this Bloomsburg offense only converts on 32% of their third downs. Right. 
So, so Monaco, I talked about it. If he lines up in the backfield, most likely they're going to give him the ball, right? So you need to rush four, right? But also, too, you need your backs to come come in as well and crash the line, right? But now you're on a pass-form defense. Keep the defensive backs right where they're at. So the ball is spotted at the 45. Keep the backs at the 40. Rush four. Third down and eight. They're going to give it to Monaco again. He will fight his way forward down to the 42-yard line. He'll be stopped there, a pickup of three. It's going to set up fourth down and four, and the punt team will make their way onto the field. Right, so great job by the Golden Bears defense, right? So we talked about Kale Monaco, how a lot of the offense runs through him, right? So it's going to be interesting to see, however, though, how the Golden Bears can isolate Monaco, right? So we talked, the four-man rush, that's normally what they do, right? But if Monaco gets the ball, you need those backs to crash the line as well. You need even the safeties take over for the backs, have the defensive backs crash the line. Punt is blocked! It's going to be scooped up and fell on at the 18-yard line of Bloomsburg. Could have been a touchdown, but a great job there by Ayami Aduga, the junior from Clementon, New Jersey, and the Wilkes transfer to get home, block the punt, and put this Golden Bears offense inside the red zone. And you knew it was going to be bad when they were rushing 10, right? Everyone, everyone was gonna, everyone was crashed in the line, right? We saw that. Everyone was was go, was going to the punter, right? You only had one man back, so you knew it was going to be bad when that's that's the case, right? So now you got great field position, right? So it's going to be important to see how Judd Novak responds, right? So he goes three and out his first drive, so it's going to be important to see what plane of attack he takes. Now we talked about Bloomsburg's defense is solid to say the least. Now let's see if Bloomsburg- Novak. Takes a snap, hands off Davis, cuts up the middle. Back to the left side of the field. He's got a block, but it will be thrown down at the 16-yard line. Novak did a good job to try to get out and make a block for him, but a good job of this Huskies defense to be relentless in their pursuit. Pickup of two, sets up second down and eight. I want to go back to that blocked punt. Aduga could have scooped it up and scored, but you know you mentioned the rain earlier affects the ball a little slippery. Just couldn't get his paws on it to scoop it up and go in for six, but sent that thing all the way back to the 18 before he finally dove on it. Great job by the KU punt team, though, to get home untouched. There was three, four guys just having to be a Duga the first there. Second down and eight from the 16. Novak, high snap, hands off to Davis, trying to get to the outside, and he'll lose a couple. Great pursuit by Ryan D'Ambra. The junior from Southampton, Pennsylvania, the Archbishop Wood product. Big high school powerhouse. Right, so now you're looking at a third and ten, right? You, lo- you lose a couple there to push it back now to the 18 where you started, right? So now it's going to be time. Judd Novak needs to air it out, right? A run is not going to get you the first down at this moment in time, right? So now you need to air it out, right? You need to, f- you need to figure it out. Pretty much right here. Swings it out to his halfback, Davis, who wasn't ready for it. They're going to say it was a forward pass. It'll be incomplete. So KU can't take advantage of a blocked punt. It's going to set up a fourth and long. And now the field goal team coming out onto the field. So Dawson Evans will get his first field goal attempt of the day. And Jack, I mentioned this in our in a couple of our broadcasts. This is a Golden Bears team that we haven't seen. This is this is a different team right here. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how they can fight through the adversity. Snap. Not good. Kick away. It is good. Great job by Novak to handle a subpar snap. Get it down. And Evitz gets the field goal up and through. So KU takes an early 3-0 lead here on the road. But for Bloomsburg's defense, that's 100% a win with KU getting the ball inside the red zone to start the drive. Yeah, and Jack, I want to do us a favor. We said we would meet the third member of our broadcast team. He made the adventure with us up here to the mountains of Bloomsburg University. But Mitch, you're down on the sidelines. What do you got for us, my friend? Josh, what an adventure it was, and what an adventure it continues to be. Thank goodness the rain has actually stopped for the time being. It was pouring on us as we walked into the stadium. Rest assured, though, that field's still soaking wet. The players still soaking wet. They were out here doing warm-ups in the rain. But for now, it's just a little cold and a little breezy, uh, your conditions on the field. Rain has stopped, and you can see that wet ball, that wet field, making an impact so far. The blocked punt, the defensive stands. Looks like offense going to be hard to come by today. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch, for the, that quick word. And, Jack, not the start you want, but... Golden Bears up early 3 nothing. Now you turn it back over to the defense, right? So we talked about how you need to isolate Caleb Monaco, right? The big workhorse of the offense. So it's going to be interesting to see what adjustments they made, right? Only giving up a first down. That's pretty good for an offense that is as solid as Bloomsburg's, right? But it's going to be interesting to see how how long Kutztown's defense can keep up with him. I think that's going to be the biggest question we need answered today. Yes, it will. We will, see, you know, we will see how much they use Monaco. It was certainly a lot on that first drive. They didn't even attempt to pass. Monaco will take the kick from the three-yard line out across the 15 to the 20, and he will be wrapped up at the 25-yard line as a flag flies behind the play. Bloomsburg does lead the all-time series between these two, but Kutztown has dominated the series as of late, winning six straight against the Huskies. We're going to make it seven here today this afternoon. And remember, last year was a shutout for the Golden Bears as a holding, not what the Huskies were looking for, Jack, obviously, but... Ten-yard penalty, that'll back them up to the 15-yard line. So negates a decent 22-yard return from Caleb Monaco. And we'll see how K.J. Riley in this Huskies offense gears up for drive number two of the day. It was the Caleb Monaco show, Caleb Monaco show on drive one. And I expect more of the same here. Griffin Batcher, the motion man. Right back to Monaco. He'll bounce it out across the 20. Stays on his feet to the 25-30 before he's finally knocked out of bounds at the 32-yard line. That's a pickup of 17 and good for a Husky first down. Right, so everyone's crashing in the middle of the field, right? Great read by Caleb Bonico. Bounces it off tackle, off the left side. So it's important to note that your defensive backs on the ends needs to needs to stay home, right? I talked about how you need to crash the middle because that's normally where he runs it. But you also need to be pre prepared that he will hit it off tackle. So great run by Caleb Bonico, but goes down. Quick adjustment needs made. Monaco to the right, out across the 35, fights his way. Refusing to go down, but he will be finally wrapped up at the 39-yard line. That's a pickup of seven, setting up second down and three. 
for KU. I'm stacking the box. I'm putting eight in the box here, Josh. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make KJ Riley throw it and beat me that way. I I want three guys, three four guys, specifically on Monica. Wherever he goes, I want them to go right. So if Monica goes off to the right to the left side, I want four guys on that side. If he's off to the right side, I want four guys on that side. If he's across the middle. I want everyone going that way. Riley on a quarterback keeper out across the 40. He will dive down to the 43. For a pickup of four, good for another Husky first down. So not ideal. Two quick first downs for the Huskies. Now they've got a lot of momentum going, right? So it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears can stop that, right? Momentum has a lot of power, I would say. That's a big influence in the game of any game, specifically football, right? So it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears can make a stop here. Back to the ground game. First time it's not Monaco Get Monaco getting the ball. It's going to be Ty Pringle, the sophomore from Shaney, Pennsylvania. And I think the reason Monaco did not get the ball was because he is not out on the field right now getting a, a quick breather, right? But It's not know, surprising how much they've been using him here in the early going. He They use him a lot. He's the workhorse of the offense. A lot of the offense I mentioned in the pregame show runs through him specifically. Back to Pringle out across midfield. Fights his way down to the Golden Bear 48-yard line. It's a pickup of six. Sets up a third down and short. Big opportunity here for this KU defense. So Bloomsburg just efficiently rushing their way down the field. With under five minutes to go in the opening quarter, KJ Riley is yet to attempt to pass here for Bloomsburg. Owen Anderson, the motion man, tosses it out. Stuffed! Great defensive play there by Brandon Heil. There for KU. Was all over that toss play. As Matt Buckman had nowhere to run, the freshman from Hazleton there for Bloomsburg. And another drive that results in a punt. That's exactly what you want on a type of play right there, Jack. So right, a, a quick pitch to the far side. So Brandon Howe, great read by him. He was that defensive back on that side, right? Great job. I thought he might have crashed the middle. Uh, but no, staying home exactly where you wanted him to be. And unfortunately, he only had one man to beat, just couldn't beat him. Booted away. Lloyd back at the 5-yard line, out across the 10. 15. Across the 20 and slung down at the 22-yard line. A solid return by Antoine Lloyd. And that's where the Golden Bears will start their third drive. We're now going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley from the sidelines. Mitch, what do you got for us, buddy? Thank you, Jack. Yeah, well, before going on for that final, uh, that most recent drive, defensive coaches saying set the tone, set the tone. And for a few uh, down distances there, it looked like they were not. It looked like it was getting shoved right down their throats but they were eventually able to make a stand right around midfield some of the last time and set up some uh, some decent field position for the Golden Bear offense, see if they can get something going with Judd Novak and friends. Back up to you guys. 
Thank you, Mitch. First down and 10 from the 23-yard line. Sells the run. Swings it out to Ravenel out across the 30. It's a nice little curl route there from Ravenel. Pickup of nine on first down. No, they're going to say he dropped it. No, no, they will rule the 32. Weird. With Ravenel falling down there, he was able to hang on. So pickup of nine, second down and one. It was right the first time around. That's why you should never second guess yourself, Josh. Wide receiver screen right back to Ravenel across the 35, fighting his way just short of the 40. Favorable spot, they'll give him the 40. That's good enough for a Golden Bear first down. So, quick back-to-back -back pass plays to the far side. Right, so great job by Ravenel Jr. But one thing to note, he did slip on that first play, so it's going to be interesting to see how how slippery the field might be, right? It rained all morning. Uh, it's not expected to rain anymore, which is good to see. I, I love this type of weather right here that we're seeing. Uh, but it's important to see if the early rain conditions are going to affect the rest of this game. But a great job by Ravenel Jr., Two quick pass plays, now great field position for the Golden Bears. First and 10 from their own 40. Sells the run. Looking to take a shot down the far side. Looking for Ravenel again. That's going to go to the Golden Bears bench. Incomplete. Second and 10. He was double covered on that far side. It was Quentin Gaskell. The senior from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania there on the coverage. Right, so you saw the little bit of inexperience from Judd Novak in double coverage. Throws it to Ravenel Jr., his number one target. So it's going to be interesting to see, Jack, how Bloomsburg's defense exactly lines up with Curtis Ravenel Jr. Quick trying to swing it out there for Sincere Thomas. Looked like the ball just slipped out of Novak's hands. Falls harmlessly incomplete, but now it sets up third down and ten here for KU. Right, Jack? So it's it's going to be important to see how the Golden Bears respond. So you had two quick pass plays to Ravenel Jr. Now you can't get anything going. You're bringing up a third and ten here. It's all about momentum. You had the momentum coming your way. A quick pause to bring up a third and ten. So how does Judd Novak respond? I think that's the biggest question. I, I do say that a lot. I do get that. But it's all about how you respond, right? So you bring up a third and ten. It's about how you get out of it. Novak. Getting pressured, rolls out to the left. Floats it up for Gibson. That's going to be juggled. Waiting for a signal. And that's going to be called a completion. You saw down there on the near side, head coach Frank Sheptock was adamant that that was incomplete. We did see Gibson juggle it. It was deemed that he did gain possession with at least one foot down before he went out of bounds. Good enough for a first down for KU to the Bloomsburg 47-yard line. And again, you see that connection, Josh. Novak to Gibson. In times of need, that's where Novak likes to go to his trusty redshirt freshman. We talked about that a lot in the pregame show, Jack. You mentioned it. Looking for a wide receiver screen. Novak smartly just fires it out of bounds. Huskies faithful. Want an intentional grounding, and they're going to get it. The flag comes down. They tried to swing it out to Gibson, a wide receiver screen. It was covered up. 
Novak faced some pressure, just floated it out of bounds, but it'll be ruled intentional grounding. And so he I, was outside the tackle box, Josh, but it didn't reach the line of scrimmage. That's why it's an intentional grounding. So it'll set up second down. And long for KU from their own 40. That's at least close to about 23 yards right there, Jack. That's not ideal. So it's going to be important to see what Joe Novak does now, right? So they're going to obviously rush forward. That's what they've been doing the entire game. The defensive backs and safeties have been staying home, putting all the receivers in what is a zone coverage, but also putting them in a two deep. I would consider that as well. Novak takes the snap, looks to throw. Underneath to his running back, Jordan Davis, out across the 40. Makes a man miss to the 45 before he gets bumped out of bounds at the 47-yard line. So it's a pickup of seven, and that'll set up third down and long. So a solid game there. Yeah, you got you got seven, but you need a lot. You need a lot more. That's just that intentional grounding did not help. So, excuse me, that was third down with the loss of down and the intentional grounding. That was third down. So, it's going to be fourth and 13 for the run 47. Nate Millard out to punt. Jerry Griffin Batchelor, the return man. Booted away. Takes a bounce at the 20. Inside the 15, it'll be downed at the 13-yard line, and that's where Bloomsburg will take over. With 33 seconds to go in the opening quarter, KU has a 3 0 lead. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley. Thank you, Jack. Well, it wasn't just me who made the trip down here today. The Kutztown marching unit is here. Kumu right behind me, and they're being loud, giving Kutztown their own little cheering section on the road. We saw it with East Stroudsburg bringing their band to Andre Reed Stadium last weekend. This weekend, Kutztown brings the band on the road with us broadcasters, buddy. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. And a good note, Kumo joining the trip here. Hour and a half trip up into the mountains. Take on the Huskies. Bloomsburg faces first and 10 for their own 13. Riley pulls in and throws, dumps it underneath, out across the 20 before being wrapped up and out of bounds at the 23-yard line. It was the tight end, Nas Jones. So there's a pickup of 10. Through the air and good for a Husky first down. First time K.J. Riley has thrown a pass today. And very well could be on the final play of the first quarter. Here, five seconds and counting. And they will not be able to get a playoff. So that'll take us to the end of quarter number one. Your score, Kutztown three, Bloomsburg zero. When we come back, Bloomsburg has first and ten from their own 23 to start quarter number two here on KUR. I'm Officer Greg Davis with the Exeter Township Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Hi. I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle, testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, 
but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help... You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Start of quarter number two here from Robert Redmond Stadium on the campus of Bloomsburg University. Kutztown has a 3-0 lead over Bloomsburg. Huskies have first and 10 from their own 23 to start quarter number two. Their first play of the drive was a 10-yard completion from K.J. Riley to Nas Jones for the first down. First completion of the day, first pass attempt of the day on that final play of the first quarter for this Huskies offense. We're going to quickly take a look around the conference. Gannon has a 17-12 lead over Edinburgh. Shepard has slowly started to pull away from Lockhaven up 17-3 and out west. Slippy Rock has a 21-7 lead against Mercyhurst at home. Slippy Rock certainly looks formidable so far. Up the gut, it's Monaco to the 25-yard line. He'll be wrapped up there. Pickup of two. Just taking a quick look at our first quarter stats. And Caleb Monaco, 40 yards already. Average of five a carry. But also, too, that's really been all the offense has seen. A lot of a lot of run. Just absolutely catching Kutztown's defense in a tough spot, Jack, I would say. Second down and eight. Back to Monaco. He will be bottled up. It appeared, but he was able to fight his way forward for a couple. Setting up a third down and intermediate here for Bloomsburg. Right, so it's going to be interesting to see. Can Caleb Monaco go back to the run? Or are they going to pass? We've only seen one of those so far, Jack, through about 16 minutes of play. But I think Caleb Monaco is probably... Gail Monaco, it doesn't look like he's going to get the ball, but they might try to air him out of the pass here. Empty backfield, looking like Riley's going to throw his second attempt of the day. No, that's not Riley, and nearly intercepted. There was Brandon Heil in the coverage. That's a, that's another big play from Brandon Heil, right? So we saw him on that first drive, force, uh, fourth, and fourth down punt. There he is again, almost intercepted. Tough situation. You know he wanted that. He almost had it, but great job by Kale Monaco to almost prevent that. But So Heil on the pass breakup. So Brendan Gregory on for the punt. His second punt of the day. His first one went for 43 yards. This one looks like it's going to go shorter. And good job by KU to clear out of there and not hit the up man. One of the upmen. We actually saw that almost transpire last week where East Stroudsburg thought they had a special team score on a punt where it looked like it might have grazed one of the Kutztown punt return blockers. It didn't transpire that way. And KU looked like they learned their lesson. Clear out of the area if it looks like it's going to be a short punt. And that's exactly what you got to do. But it needs to be communication, right? If you're, if you're down there and you're rushing downfield, you don't exactly know. You're just trying to get down there to get a block. You need to be... You need to communicate, right, Jack? But, Jack, one thing I want to know. Kutztown wants to show out for their Golden Bears. Even on the road, it is packed over there. I would say so, Jack. But impressive to see. 
Golden Bears faithful know how to represent. First down and 10 from the 40. It's going to be Jaden Stewart. Takes the handoff across midfield. He'll be spotted at the Husky 49-yard line. Pickup of 11 and good for a Golden Bear first down. And another small side note, Jack. Do you know who else is over in the stands? Our advisor, Mike Riggs. He, he even made the journey up here. It's a small business trip. Right, but getting back to the topic, great job by Jaden Stewart right up the middle. So it's. I thought that was a great run by Stewart. Nice job by the offensive line to get a hole off the left side. Well, it's going to be important to see how long that's going to last. Right back to Stewart up across the 45 to the 40. To the 35, still fighting. And he's finally taken down at the Huskies 34-yard line. Pickup of 15 on the ground and another Golden Bear first down. Love the way Jaden Stewart runs the football. Such a tough runner and such a tough guy to bring to the ground. Impressive. In impressive. That is all I could say that describes it purely. Right? So, great job by Jane Stewart, right? We talked about Daryl Davis, McDaniel, Jordan Davis. Jane Stewart hasn't been a name we haven't talked about too much, but two great runs that he put together. So let's see if Jane Stewart can keep it going. First and 10 from the Husky 34-yard line. Back to Stewart to the outside of the 30, 25. Still going, and he's finally going to be wrapped up at the 22. 13 more yards for Stewart. Another Golden Bears first down, and it's the Jaden Stewart takeover drive. Impressive. That's all we can use to describe it. We, we've underlooked, I think, Jaden Stewart a lot, Jack, and we really shouldn't, but there's just so many running backs that they go to. It's not one, it's not two. It's about five or six, and Jaden Stewart, we haven't seen much of him. Now we're seeing a lot of them. A great job. That is three quick first downs. And now they're catching Bloomsburg's defense on their heels. On the edge of the red zone, wide receiver screen to Ravenel inside the 20. He'll tiptoe his way out of bounds to the 18-yard line. That's a pickup of four there on first down. All the Bears inside the red zone. Poor note, they started a drive inside the red zone and had to settle for a field goal, losing a yard total on that drive. But back inside the red zone, four minutes down in the second quarter. Back to Stewart up the gut, fighting his way to the 15, and he will be ruled down there. So Kenny Urconis on the tackle. So a three-yard gain sets up third and three. So a third and three right here, Jack. We're going back to Shane Stewart. He's in the backfield. It's going to go right back to him. Right on the money. Stewart up the middle. They'll spot him at the 12, it's a pickup of exactly three. They mark him short. Never mind. No, it's good for a first down. The side judge did put up his fist, signaling the fourth down, but then looked back at the chains, and that's good enough for the first down, right? But Jade Stewart, the star of this drive here, Jack. So it's going to be important to see how Bloomsburg makes a quick adjustment. Just immediately to Jane Stewart, every single play has been to him. It's it's almost incredible, I would say. But 
yeah, as Bloomsburg's defense, you need to be upset with yourselves here. You got to say, I got to stop him. First and ten from the twelve. Stewart fights his way down to the ten. He'll be stopped there. Pickup of two. Correction, the nine, Jack. So they will give him the nine. Pickup of three. But right now, what we're seeing, Jack, it's a lot of catching Wilmsburg on their heels. They just can't find an answer for Jane Stewart, right? And I think a lot of the offense for Kutztown now is going to run through Jane Stewart, right? We're seeing it works. It might not work against a, a team like Shippensburg or Millersville, but it works against Bloomsburg. Handoff to Stewart inside the five, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, KU. Jaden Stewart, a nine-yard touchdown run. Makes it 9 nothing Golden Bears. So the Jaden Stewart drive is only fitting to be capped off by a Jaden Stewart touchdown. The star of the show. What a job by James Stewart. He, he just pounded the ground attack and just Holmesburg's defense did not have a response whatsoever. One of my keys to the game for K was establish the run. They did it on that drive. Extra point from Evitz. Up and good. It'll make it 10-0 Golden Bears. A nine-yard touchdown run by Jaden Stewart. It gives the Golden Bears a two-score lead. We're now going to send it to Mitchell Smedley. Drive a James Stewart takeover capped off by that nine yard touchdown run. This is a physical game right now. Both teams playing with a lot of heart in this gritty, colder, colder weather, I'll call it. I'm I'm a little frigid. I like it warm. But both teams playing really hard, and you can see that I was, you know, talking with one of the referees very briefly, uh, just making sure I was standing in the right spot behind the dotted line. And he said, Yep, that's good. Just protect yourself. These guys are going hard. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 10-0 KU, a great drive, ground and pound there for the Golden Bears. And it was the Jaden Stewart show. He's got eight carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. That's averaging seven yards a carry with a long of 15. Certainly impressive to see the role that Jaden Stewart has carved out for himself in this Golden Bears offense. Striking up the band here, Jack. And now it's time to turn it over to the defense, right? I talked about my keys to the game. And that would be limit kill Monica, what he can do today. And I would I would be interested to see the adjustments they have made. Millard boots it away. Monica will kneel it down for a touchback. And the Huskies will start out at the 25-yard line. Well, Jack, all I could say is on the drive here, I, I was a little worried myself that this might not be a good day for football, but it turned out to be very nice. And what would be even nicer is another Kutztown defensive stop right here. Yes, it would. Bloomsburg, this offense here today, their three drives so far have all ended in punts. First, play, first drive, six plays, 16 yards and a punt. Second drive, six plays, 33 yards and a punt. And their last drive, four plays for only 14 yards and a punt. First down, it's going to be a handoff to Ty Pringle. He will pick up just a yard, setting up second down and nine. Mm -hmm. 
Now, it, my biggest question I would say is, when do you give it back to Caleb Monaco? He has done a lot of damage, I would say, for Bloomsburg's offense. Um, but I think what they're doing right now isn't working. They need to start airing it out. Only one pass attempt so far through about 20 minutes of the game. Fakes the run. Riley looking to take a deep shot. Incomplete overshot. His target, Jerry Griffin Batchelor. And that could have been a scary situation because he did beat Lee Coleman by about two steps. And right when we talked last broadcast, we talked about pass coverage. You either get beat by a step or you win the step. And Lee Coleman did get beat by about two steps there. So an adjustment does need to be made there. Right? But. Luckily, they did overthrow it by about five yards, I would say, at least. Coleman did have some good catch-up speed there, too, to, to yeah. make it a play. It wasn't the most accurate throw from Riley. But Coleman was able to get back in the air. Riley going to be flushed, and he's going to be sacked. That's Nigel Wilson getting into the backfield and slinging him down. So it's going to be a three and out for the Huskies offense. This KU defense loves to bring the heat, and they get home with their first sack of the day. And Bloomsburg sees exactly why Kutztown's defense is a force to be reckoned with. That is a three and out that Kutztown needed. Now you get it back on the offensive side of the ball. Now it's going to be interesting to see. Can you get another score here? I would say rush everyone here. Keep Already blocked one punt today. That one's booted away. Looks like it's going to land short. It will... Land out of bounds. Let's see where they mark it. So Kutztown will start at their own 43-yard line. Solid starting field position here for Judd Novak and this Golden Bears offense. But defensively, defensively, you look at that sack there by Nigel Wilson on that third down. That was a big theme in last week's game for KU, especially in that fourth quarter. They got off the field defensively three different times by getting a sack on third down in that fourth quarter. It was... Jalen DeVos, Tyler Wary, Cam Wolf all got sacks in the fourth quarter of last week's game. This time it's Nigel Wilson here in the second quarter to help Kutztown's defense get off the field. By the way, for Kutztown, that's their 15th sack of the year as a team. That's good for third in all of the PSAC. This defense knows how to get home, and they know how to get to the quarterback. First down and 10. Handoff for Jordan Davis out across the 45. Flags fly. Wrapped up at the 47. Usually when you see the flags come from behind the play, it's going to be a hold on the offense. So that is going to be on number 41, Nick Lovengut, the junior. But not ideal. And Jack, going back to your earlier point, I talked to Nigel Wilson after the game last week, and he said one of the things that he wanted to see differently was just could some defense need to get in the backfield a lot more. That was something they did struggle with in the third quarter of that East Stroudsburg game. So an early adjustment in their in their, this Bloomsburg game, right? But it's important to see how much of that they can do. I think if you can get in the backfield as much as possible, make KJ Riley force some passes that can force for interceptions, I think that'll put them in a, a lot of good positions. First down and 20. Novak sells the handoff, going to get flushed out right, and he will float it out of bounds, incomplete. Second and 20. And you see, that's a lesson learned from last week. Novak on a third down play, didn't throw it away, got intercepted on that far sideline in the second quarter of that East Stroudsburg game. They realized nobody was open. 
throw it out of bounds, no harm, no foul, sets up second down. It's where right. you see this retro freshman quarterback starting to grow. And that's what it's about, right? You, you can't fix your mistakes, right? But it's how you grow as, as a person that I think is really important to know. And you can see he's growing. And That's going to be a false start on KU. Caden Hasty got an early jump. So further back behind the chain, second down and 25. And these penalties, uncharacteristic for KU. Yep. They, they're tied for fourth in the country coming into the day with fewest penalties, but a couple already on this drive have set them back. So now it's second down and 25. A hold and a false start have put them way behind the chains. Four wide receivers on the field. Novak takes the snap. Looks to throw. He's got a lot of time back there. He'll fire it underneath to Jordan Davis, who gets out across the 30, and he will be pushed out of bounds at the 31-yard line. So pickup of three sets up third down and 22. Not ideal. Obviously, a third and 22 is going to be extremely hard to convert, but if Judd Novak can convert here, that just speaks to the testament of what a leader he is on this team, Jack. So, not ideal, but it isn't a must-convert situation. I feel comfortable turning it back to the defense, but you need to get better field position. Third down and long. Novak faces some pressure. He'll fire it. Incomplete. Was looking for Luke Zasbo. So fourth and 23, and Nate Millard on the punt. Again, those penalties costly and detrimental to that drive. The hold and the false start just put them too far behind the chains to where they couldn't recover. And it'll be a three and out. So Millard's punt is away. Great punt from Millard. Griffin Baxter will pick it up from inside his 10, and he'll be wrapped up at the 6-yard line. That ball looked like, looked like it had enough spin to get into the end zone. But I wouldn't send it down to Mitchell Smedley, Jack. I, we did miss him on the last drive. Mitch, you're down the action. What do you got for us? Thank you, Josh. Well, coming off of that failed possession, uh, the Kutztown defense told the Kutztown offense, don't worry, oh, we got you. And that certainly is a great start, stuffing, uh, stuffing Bloomsburg down inside their own 10. That's a big special teams play, flipping field position. Also, they're trying to get the, the crowd hyped up here at Bloomsburg. Not really working. This is a very muted environment here. Kutztown, definitely a bigger home field advantage. Just something I'm noticing being down on the sideline here. Back up to you guys for this next defensive drive. Thank you, Mitch. Bloomsburg starts backed up deep in their own territory at their own seven-yard line. Great punt there by Nate Millard just to flip the field. Empty backfield here for Bloomsburg. Motion Monaco back in. They're going to hand it off to him. He'll bounce it to the outside out across the 10. To the sideline, he'll be run out of bounds at the 13-yard line. It's a pickup of six. 
So didn't see a lot of Bonico on their last drive, but they get him involved on first down, and he shows why he's such a force to be reckoned with. Great job by Kill Monaco, a big game, get, getting them out of their own end zone because that could have been very costly if they would have lost even more yards, right? You're starting at your own six, but now you're at your 13, so that's a lot better, right? Better field position, that's all you want, and Kale Monaco did just that. It's a pivotal drive for Bloomsburg here with just over five minutes to go in the half because they do receive the second half kickoff. would be pivotal for them if they could put up some points. Monaco out across the 15. He'll get down to the 18-yard line. Pick up a five. And that's going to be good for Husky first down. And we talked about you just need a, a response for Kale Monaco. And just Kutztown just struggles with him. It just speaks to the testament of what type of player he really is. And I think just Kutztown, they're going to have their hands full. Right back to the ground and Monaco and nowhere to go with that delayed handoff. Looks like they were trying to do a misdirection there. Just didn't quite develop as KU was able to shed those blocks and get home. Nowhere to run for Monaco. So stuffed. For a loss of two, makes it second and 12. Right, so it's it, it's going to be important to see Kill Monaco not getting the gain. It's almost interesting because he always gets the gain. Wide receiver screen slung out to Griffin. Backs out across the 30. Finally steps out of bounds at the 38-yard line. You look at Jerry Griffin Batchelor there, their top wideout. Leads the team in receiving with 296 yards coming into the day, and now he surpassed 300 on the season with that catch and run, and he just is so twitchy. We're just able to step fake one way and just make a defender miss. And it was basically a one-on-one -on -one coverage. He just had to beat one man, and he did that no problem. Pickup of 22. Monaco going to try to bounce into the outside. Great job there by Earl Valls. So Valls on the tackle there for KU. Loss of two makes it second and 12. And that goes back to my early earlier point, excuse me, Jack, of everyone needs to go where Caleb Monaco goes, right? So if he goes left, everyone needs to go left. If he goes right, everyone needs to go right. If everyone goes up the middle, everyone goes up the middle. Wherever he goes, you at least need about four or five defensive players on him at all times, right? Because he's just so explosive. And it's... Up the middle on a QB keeper, that's Ben Rice. Ben Reese, pardon me. So the backup to KJ Riley. And now one thing we didn't mention, Jack, we have 2.40 left to play here in the first half, right? So now it's time to see, can you manage the clock, right? You need a, you need this, you need a stop right here to turn it over to the offense. But if you do get the fourth down, do you call a timeout here? That's the biggest question. I Interesting think. to note with 220 and counting, Josh, five on the play clock, down to three. Riley back in at quarterback, swings it out. No, pardon me, that is still Reese at quarterback. Intended for number 15, Owen Anderson, incomplete. 
He's looking for Owen Anderson there on that wide receiver screen. Incomplete. So Bloomsburg will have to punt it away again. Imperial March plays jet from our marching unit, and that signals blunt teams coming out. Right, great job. So we talked about how they needed the stop right there to turn it back over to the offense. Hopefully, get one more score on the board before you go into the half. It's all about momentum. And correct me if I'm wrong, they have to kick it away to start the second half. Almost blocked. Lloyd will take it at the 14-yard line, dancing. Versus field stands on his feet across the 20 to the 25-30. 35-40, he's got blockers, Antoine Lloyd in midfield, 45-40, 35-30 down the sideline, inside the 20, and is finally knocked out of bounds, inside the 15-yard line, Antoine Lloyd, a huge return, they'll mark him down at the 15-yard line, and that will set KU up inside the red zone. That's exactly what you want right there, Jack. Unbelievable. But you also, too, got to talk about Williamsburg's special team unit. Not one person can bring him down. It's when you get to the 15 that you finally bring him down. That is not what you want if you're Williamsburg. But Kutztown, great field position. You have 158 to play. Now you got to conserve the time so you don't get much time to Bloomsburg and get a score here. First down at 10, handoff. Jaden Stewart bounces it inside the 10. Flat flies as he was slung down at the seven yard line. So I'm wondering if that might be a horse color because it looked like he did grab him by the neck. It's a little tough from our vantage point, Jack, because we're pretty high up here, but from our vantage point, it did look so a 15 yard penalty on KU illegal hands to the face on Adam Case the senior right guard and that'll put KU back to the 25 yard line that is not what you want to write there that is extremely tough to take because you had good field position now you're starting from your own 25 right but I think that does help a little bit right you have 152 on the clock that does give you a good amount of time to get down but you need the first down. That's the biggest part. They are at the Bloomsburg 25-yard line. Yeah. Takes the handoff. Novak looking out. Ravenel caught at the 10 before he's wrestled out of bounds. It was Devin Fleming. They're on the coverage and who knocked Ravenel out of bounds. So pick up a 15. They're on first down for KU. I'm sorry, he, they, they rule him at the 9. So it's a pickup of 16. And that's all you can ask for right there. Just a big gain that gives you a lot of yardage. That's no exactly what you want. They snap fires over the middle. Caught and into the end zone for a touchdown. It's Makai Gibson. A nine-yard touchdown hookup there from the two redshirt freshmen. So 16-0 KU. It's Makai Gibson for the touchdown. He was wide open over the middle of the field. Didn't initially get hit till right at the goal line. 
So Evans on for the extra point. And here with 57 seconds to go before halftime, that's a pivotal score for KU to make it a three-score game. That's exactly what you need right there. So, And plus, so you have to kick. And the extra point is good, so that will make it 17 to nothing. One point I do want to make before we send it down to Mitchell Smedley, you do give it away to start the second half. So that's a score you do need it, but you did need it. Excuse me, uh, but Jack. Let's Mitch send it down. Has, Mitch has been down in the action the entire game. Mitch, good score for the Golden Bears. What do you got for us? Both these teams playing with a lot of heart. Uh, that tackle on the sideline um, looks like there was a little more going on after the play. Looks like there's a little going on after the play on every play. But the Kutztown special teams has really played a major factor in this first half, flipping field position at every turn. One other note, the sun has started peeking out. Not only does that make it a little warmer for me down here, but it's also evaporating any water that was left on the playing surface. You're looking at that KU passing game being more effective once they got down here after that punt. That's why. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 17-0 Golden Bears as they have really controlled this opening half of play. Offense, defense, and special teams firing on all cylinders here for the Golden Bears. That huge punt return from Antoine Lloyd got him all the way down to the Huskies' 15-yard line. And illegal hands to the face penalty momentarily back them up. But a 15-yard pass play to Curtis Ravenel and then the 9-yard touchdown to Makai Gibson got them in for the score. Millard boots it away. Monaco will just let it bounce through the back of the end zone for a touchback. And the Huskies will start at their own 25-yard line. On the road for KU, it's you know obviously some things to work on, but they've played a pretty solid first half here, Josh. They really did. I I am impressed. I would say I would consider this a win, right? There were a couple of drives they did get did have a little trouble getting started, but once they got started, they they're keeping the ball rolling. So one of the things I do want to, I think, needs to be addressed in this halftime is you need to get it going a little bit quicker, right? You had two, three and outs to start the game, and not not exactly what you want. You need to get it started much quicker. Out across the 35 on the run. They are on that first down. Is the quarterback Ben Reese. C.J. Brown on the stop. That's a rush of 12. Good for a Husky first down. Moving quickly here with 43 seconds. Reese will sling it out to Griffin Batchelor. Down to their own 45-yard line. Go the Huskies. It's a pickup of eight. And a timeout taken by Bloomsburg. Their first of the half with 36 seconds to go. So good start to this drive for Bloomsburg. And they're changing it up at quarterback here with Ben Reese. We did see a little bit of Ben Reese too, it, it sprinkled in a little bit for KJ Riley, but interesting to see now for the second half, do you go with Ben Reese or do you go with KJ Riley? And Mitch was right when we sent it down to him. The sun is starting to peak out. It's getting a lot sunnier. It's a good day for football. That's all I got to say, Jack. But it's always a good day when I'm accompanied on a broadcast with two of my close friends. That's all I got to say. That was that was really sweet of me, wasn't it? Absolutely. So I, glad I, to be here with both you oh, and Mitchell. Pleasure. Pleasure. It has cleared up. I mean, it was raining. It was gloomy when we came in here earlier this afternoon, but great to see the sun is out. The sun is shining. The rain has come and gone, and it's become a beautiful day for football. 
Reese takes the snap, fires out left to Griffin Batchelor on the wide receiver screen. He will fight his way down to the 48-yard line for a pickup of three. That's going to be good for a first down. So time continuing to run here down to 25 seconds. And Bloomsburg will call their second time out of the half. Excuse me, they're not going to call that timeout. So with the rule changes in the final two minutes of every half, the clock will momentarily stop to set the chains for a first down. Then it will continue to roll. The clock didn't stop there, which is why they had to blow it dead and fix it. So they add three more seconds back on, up to 27 seconds here as the Huskies have first and 10 from their own 48-yard line. Reese in the gun, takes a snap, looks left, firing deep down the near side for Griffin Batchelor, his main target. That one's incomplete. Aduga and Lee Coleman... We're both there. Duga directly with the coverage. Yeah, Coleman the help the all over top. Or excuse me, the reverse of that. Coleman was directly with the coverage. Duga with the help as the safety over the top. So second down and 10 from their own 48 with 19 seconds to go in the half. For a team who hasn't aired it out a whole lot in this first half, they're going to have to rely a lot on the pass to set them up to get points. Griffin Batchelor motions to the right side. Reese takes the snap, fires it out to him. Will be wrapped up. Really nice tackle there by C.J. Brown. So a timeout by Bloomsburg. They're second and a half with 15 seconds to go. That completion to Griffin Batchelor got them down to the Golden Bears' 47-yard line and sets up third down and five. So a lot of the momentum, Jack, has been rolling in the favor of Bloomsburg here. With this timeout, I'm hoping that Kutztown can ultimately bring up a fourth down to put an end to the first half. Obviously, 15 seconds left on the clock. Not ideal. Probably not enough to get seven on the board for Bloomsburg. But probably that could be enough to get three. But it's not, it's not ideal. It's not what you want. It's, it's specifically, I would say, Jack... You need a stop here to just take it into the half, turn it over to the second half because defense starts the game as we do have to kick it away to Bloomsburg, right? But it's going to be interesting to see how Kutztown can respond to Ben Reese. He's been really aggressive with the ball, airing it out a lot. I expect possibly the second half to be a lot more pass plays from Reese. If he does start, or if they turn it back to K.J. Riley. And that's customarily what you would expect when you're down 17-0. you got to air it out more as much as they would love to use their star running back, Kayla Monaco, on the ground. Just the game script here you know, forces their hand to have to throw it more often. Reese takes a snap, looks left, finds Griffin Batchelor across the 40. He will be wrapped up in... Thrown out of bounds at the Golden Bears 37-yard line here with nine seconds to go in the half. So KU content with letting Bloomsburg just take the underneath plays. And they've been getting it to Griffin Batchelor here a lot on this drive. As just their main playmaker on the outside. Yeah, I think what they're just trying for is keep everything in front. Uh, whereas letting 
letting it get behind you, which is obviously what you do want. But it's going to be interesting to see. Can the Golden Bears make a stop here? Reese takes a snap, looking to take a deep shot for Griffin Baxter. Incomplete. Good throw from Reese. Griffin Baxter had it momentarily. But that was a Duga once again coming up with the pass breakup here, which is five seconds to go in the half. So for Bloomsburg, you're not going to have time to get a play, get out of bounds, and set up a field goal. I think you just got to, well, they are going to try the field goal, pardon me here. It's going to be Kevin Carrigan, the sophomore from Warrington, Pennsylvania, to attempt a long field goal here. That is going to be a 55-yard attempt, Jack. So Kutztown will take their first time out of the half here to mull over the possible field goal attempt here from the Huskies. So this is going to be an interesting play, Jack, right? This could, this could put a lot of momentum taking into the half for Bloomsburg if they can convert. This is probably the longest we've seen so far. This is So this is going to be a 54-yard attempt from Kevin Carrigan. A long field goal attempt for the sophomore on the final play of the half. Snap good, hold good, kick is up, it is short. So the Huskies try the 54-yarder to end the half. It was no good from Kerrigan falling short in the end zone. Your score at halftime. Goodstown 17, Bloomsburg 0. We will step aside. We will be back for a halftime report here on KUR. I lost my vision five years ago. They called it macular degeneration. I called it devastating. Thought I'd never read again. But then she discovered Talking Books, a free program through the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Keeping me connected to my world? Now you're talking. This year, the Talking Book and Braille program celebrates 80 years of delivering books and magazines right to the doorsteps of those unable to read the printed word. Whatever you're into, there's so much to choose. Letting me read what all my friends are reading, too. Now you're talking. Any individual unable to read regular print due to blindness, low vision, or physical handicap is eligible for Talking Books. And it's free. I lost my eyesight back in Vietnam, but Talking Books have really been there for me. The books I want on my own terms, now you're talking. To learn more about Talking Books, call the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped at one 888 read or visit www.loc.gov nls. Hi, I'm Brett Michaels for the American Diabetes Association. Diabetes is a constant battle. Testing, treating, fighting to live a normal life. I know, I've had diabetes since I was six years old. A lot of people don't think it's deadly, but diabetes kills more Americans each year than breast cancer and AIDS combined. It's been called a silent epidemic, and without your help, it will keep getting worse. Please join me in the movement to stop diabetes. Share your passion and your story. Get involved in local events like the Tour de Cure or the Step Out Walk. Learn how you can better manage this disease or reduce your odds of developing it. 
and give what you can to help us spread the word and fund programs like the Diabetes Camps for Kids and research to find a cure. Join the movement at StopDiabetes.com. Help us fight a deadly disease that shortens and burdens the lives of millions of Americans. Together, we can stop diabetes. Scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful. I help my mom and dad. I help my teacher put all her mail away. Friendly, courteous, and kind. Be good to other people. Obedient, cheerful, thrifty. When I go to a scout overnight, I'm cheerful. Brave, clean, and reverent. Be brave is to stand up for what you believe in. To not be kind of out of it when there's a bear, like, next to you or something. Adventures to remember. Words to live by. Be a scout. Go to scouting.org today. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. Okay, here goes. I know more about cooking dinner for a party of 12 than I do about packing a lunch for a 12-year-old. I know kids like things like PB&J, pigs in a blanket. Oh, and fish sticks. They do love fish sticks. Fillets I get, but sticks? What part of the fish does the stick come from? I know I can read a cookbook that'll tell me how to make a red wine reduction... But where are the cookbooks that can teach me how to cut the crusts off bologna sandwiches? Oh, maybe we can compromise on mac and cheese. Can you make that with brie? Everybody likes brie, right? You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to push your food around their plate. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. I'm Officer Greg Davis with the Exeter Township Police Department. This month, my department will join Buckle Up PA, the PA Traffic Injury Prevention Project, and safety partners across the country to crack down on drivers who do not properly secure young riders in car seats. We will be highlighting the importance of buckling up as well as helping parents and guardians take advantage of safety resources. Law enforcement will be writing tickets to save lives. Please buckle up. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. You know that the ice cream scoop has the power to make a child smile, and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the golf tee brings friends together, that the mailbox keeps them connected. You know that the cataract laser helps you look to the future, while the pacemaker ensures that there's a future to be seen. You know that the lawnmower, the clothes dryer, and the elevator make life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. You know that these things we count on every day started as ideas. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support minority education today so we don't miss out on the next big idea tomorrow. The United Negro College Fund, a mind, is a terrible thing to waste. Please visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. 
Whoever said half the fun is getting there had to be a Cub Scout. Because the only thing more exciting than being awarded a badge is the unforgettable experience that went into earning it. Whether your son goes camping for the first time or catches his first fish or gives Pinewood Derby a shot, he'll be gaining a sense of accomplishment that'll last a lifetime. To learn more about Cub Scouts and all the activities your son can take on, visit BeASCOUT.org. Scouting. Prepared for life. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit HomeSafePMI.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer, but it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam. Because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Scouting is awesome. You get to do a whole bunch of stuff that you never thought you could do. I've gone skiing, snowboarding, surfing. We chopped wood with an axe. We get to go caving, climbing, mountain biking. I kind of like the hiking in scouts. Scouting is a lifestyle. The scout is trustworthy, loyal, friendly, helpful, courteous, obedient, and kind. cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Scouting is my direction. Adventures to remember, words to live by. Go to scouting.org today. Be a scout. Hi, hon. I thought you were coming home early. Yeah. What's the matter? What happened? And I realized today just how much I really love you. What do you mean? I almost got killed today. Oh, my God. I was rushing home to catch the game. There was a train coming. I thought I could beat it. Oh, I, Billy. I was just about to go around the gate. Something made me slam on the brakes. Oh, thank God. I coffee went everywhere. I'm so glad you're all right. Wasn't worth the risk. Never see you again. Never smell your hair. I don't even say that. Never see you walk. I'm sorry. It takes a mile for a train to stop. 
Don't try to beat a train or someone you love will get hurt. Look, listen, and live. This message brought to you by Operation Lifesaver and this station. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Let me try. Okay. Just remember what I showed you. Yep. There was a bunny who had one big ear and another big ear. They looped a looped, made a bow, and the bunny hopped away. I did it! Oh, good job, kiddo. Now let's tie your other shoe. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 1-877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You know that the ice cream scoop has the power to make a child smile, and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the golf tee brings friends together, that the mailbox keeps them connected. You know that the cataract laser helps you look to the future, while the pacemaker ensures that there's a future to be seen. You know that the lawnmower, the clothes dryer, and the elevator make life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. You know that these things we count on every day started as ideas. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support minority education today so we don't miss out on the next big idea tomorrow. The United Negro College Fund, a mind, is a terrible thing to waste. Please visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Estamos honestos. La vida ha cambiado un poco. En estos tiempos, estamos haciendo lo mejor para mantener nuestras mentes y cuerpos fuertes. Y vacunarse contra la influenza nos ayuda a estar sanos, para no perdernos lo importante. Como la noche de juegos de mesa en casa. Sí, no puedes hacer eso si te da influenza. Ahora imagínate las noches de películas en familia. ¡Ah! Olvídalo. Y no te olvides del asado de tu tío con distanciamiento social. ¿Ves? Por eso es importante que estemos sanos y fuertes. Cada año millones de personas en los Estados Unidos se enferman de influenza. Pero nadie tiene tiempo de perderse los momentos importantes. Así que vacúnate contra la influenza. Para más información, visita vacunatecontralinfluenza.org. Presentado por AMA, CDC y el Art Council.
Remember when your neighbor found us naked in the car And the time some outdoor action got us kicked out of the park Getting frisky in the dark, I gave your eye a poke I think the dog is also in the bed Do I smell smoke, you and me? We never give up, you and me We never, ever, ever give up Getting hot and heavy with the whipped cream that we bought Undressing in the kitchen and then getting caught So many things can go wrong but we still can get it right You and me, we're not gonna give up tonight You didn't give up on sex, don't give up on birth control either There are more methods than you think Visit Bedsider.org to compare all the choices And put the bogus myths to bed at Bedsider.org Boy, we got options tonight Brought to you by Bedsider and the Ad Council. Bedsider.org. Wayne Brady for the Will Rogers Institute. Hey, folks, I've got something that will truly revolutionize your life. It's called exercise. It will get you from here to there, allow you to spend time with your family and meet new people, cut inches from your waistline, and improve the quality of your life, even help improve your self-image. Sexy. So when you've got to choose between moving around or lying on the couch, choose exercise. You won't be sorry. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Great party, huh, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. This is so great. much fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do say so myself. Um, hey, did you know that birthday parties actually help build confidence in kids? Um, yeah, I did know that. Did you know that giving kids less sugar before bedtime helps them sleep better? Right, of course. Yeah, I knew that. Um, did you know that strollers have the right of way on sidewalks? <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you know that friendly kids statistically have more friends? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah? yeah it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah so yeah. obvious. Hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not? I didn't know that. <clears throat> think I knew that. No, no, you didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, hon. I thought you were coming home early. Yeah. What's the matter? What happened? And I realized today just how much I really love you. What do you mean? I almost got killed today. Oh, my God. I was rushing home to catch the game. There was a train coming. I thought I could beat it. Oh, Billy. I was just about to go around the gate. Something made me slam on the brakes. Oh, thank God. My coffee went everywhere. I'm so glad you're all right. It wasn't worth the risk. Never see you again. Never smell your hair. I don't even say that. Never see you walk. I'm sorry. It takes a mile for a train to stop. Don't try to beat a train or someone you love will get hurt. Look, listen, and live. This message brought to you by Operation Lifesaver and this station. Me, a cat, moving in with a single guy. At first, I thought it might be a little weird, but turns out it's actually pretty amusing. For instance, like my human's gotten so used to me being around, sometimes I think he forgets I'm here. He'll get up for work, shower, shave, and come out with no pants. Plops right down in front of the TV. Hello, there's a lady in the room. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. 
Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Welcome back to Robert Redmond Stadium here on the campus of Bloomsburg University. Golden Bears lead over the Huskies 17-0 at halftime. This is Jack on alongside Joshua Toop and Mitchell Smedley, of course, our wonderful on-field reporter. What's going on, boys? Up here in the press box with us until the start of the second half. But, Josh, I really want to get into the nitty-gritty of the first half. For KU, they really did a good job controlling things both on the ground, especially with Jaden Stewart. For their first touchdown drive, he really did a good job of taking over there. And then the special teams came up with a big punt return from Antoine Lloyd. That 71-yard punt return that set him up at the 15-yard line. They ultimately cashed in with a 90-yard Makai Gibson touchdown. Just run us through what your thoughts were on the first half. Well, first of all, I, I like the fact that the passing attack was really well done, 9 for 15 which I thought was really impressive to say the least. I thought that was a great job by Judd Novak, shows his leadership. I thought the the ground attack was great as well through Ravenel Jr. and Mekhi Gibson, but I also thought the defense for Kutztown was amazing, to say the least, limiting Caleb Monaco a lot, only giving up... He only got 51 yards. I'm telling you, Jack, I need to... Get a, get a little better prescription. I, 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 I do. I really think I do. But limiting Caleb Monaco, that was one of my biggest keys to the game. You needed to limit him and limit the attack he did. But I think that was a great job. I thought defense really, for Kutztown, really stole the show. Not much offense, 17-0 to start the second half. Not a lot of offense, a lot of defense. And... Also, too, let's talk about the defense for Bloomsburg. Only limiting Kutztown to 17 points and a half. That's pretty good. I would consider that a win. Only giving up two touchdowns and a field goal, considering how explosive Kutztown's offense really can be. I would I would say that's not bad, but it's certainly not good. So it's going to be interesting to see what adjustments are made for both teams to start this second half. Well, as we get set to start the second half, and Josh, you mentioned Caleb Monaco. He had 40 yards, did Monaco. At the end of the first quarter, only had 11 total yards on the ground in the second quarter. You mentioned adjustments, especially last week with this Golden Bears defense. They really did a good job adjusting in that second quarter and limiting Monaco's impact on this game. We'll see if we can, if they can continue that 
throughout the second half as Bloomsburg will get set to receive the second half kickoff. KU up 17 to nothing. Josh, how can this defense set the tone early in half number two? Well, you need to make Bloomsburg go three and out, right? We talked about how Caleb Monaco can be really explosive at any moment in time. He's one of the biggest leading rushers in the conference at this moment. And not how Kutztown wanted to start the second half with Nate Millard's kick going out of bounds. So the free kick out of bounds, Bloomsburg will get a start at their own 35-yard line. So 10 yards further out than it would have been if it's a touchback. So Ben Reese, the quarterback to start the second half for the Huskies. Listed on the depth chart as the backup to K.J. Riley, but we saw a lot of Reese down the stretch of that second quarter. And now he's the general of this offense here to start the second half. In the gun, they're going to go on the ground, Monaco. Out across the 40, stays on his feet, fighting forward down to the 43. A late flag flies, but for now, it's a pickup of eight on first down for Monaco. And on a type of play like that, that's one you need to... So a sideline warning going to be called on Kutztown. So the eight-yard gain brings up a second and three. It's the type of play that you need to stop Caleb Monaco. Just absolutely running it right down the field. Uh, not ideal, obviously. A big gain for Monaco. But it's, it's something you need to make a quick adjustment. Second down and three. Reese on the quarterback keeper out across the 45 to midfield. Stays on his feet inside the Golden Bears 45 before he's finally knocked out of bounds at the Golden Bears 43-yard line. A good run there by the quarterback. Reese had everybody fooled, thought he handed it off to Monaco, but pulled it back at the last second and took it around himself. Brandon Heil, the first one there on the tackle. And on two plays, the Huskies have a their first first down of the second half and are in the Golden Bears territory. Quick screen pass out to Owen Anderson across the 40. Fights his way to the 35 before being wrapped up. Knocked out of bounds at the Golden Bears 34. And an efficient start to the second half for Bloomsburg coming out of the break. Whatever Frank Sheptock mentioned to his team at the break certainly seems to have fired them up. And they have certainly gotten into much more of a rhythm on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, now they're really starting to get things together here to start the second half, right? But it's going to be important to see how can Kutztown stop, right? Not not what you want to see, right? Even if you can make Bloomsburg only get three, I think that'll put a, a big statement here for the Golden Bear defense. There's a pickup of nine for Anderson. Another screen across the 35. That's good for a first down inside the 30. And slung out of bounds is the tight end Nas Jones at the Golden Bears 28. And for Bloomsburg, I mean, they're just gonna—they're just taking what Kutztown's defense is giving them. You look at the underneath passing game; a lot of wide receiver screens, and and KU's just giving it to them. Looking like they just want to keep everything in front of them. Yeah, just going back to your point, they want that just quick check down pass. 
And Kutztown's loving them, and they can. They're marching right down the field. First and 10 for the 28. Reese on the quarterback keeper inside the 25. Makes a man miss. Dives his way forward to the 20. And that's a pickup of eight on first down. The mobile quarterback, Ben Reese, causing some problems here early in the second half. And just showing the type of explosiveness he's showing that early on here in, in the second half. But Goodstown just needs to stop here. They're marching it right down the field, and Goodstown's defense is doing nothing about it. And that's that's the toughest part, I think, about this, Jack, is just they don't have a response for Ben. Going to Anderson. He gets back to the 20, but no further. So really what Bloomsburg's doing a good job, scheming things up for Ben Reese. They're really making it easy for him to settle in. Just give him quick, easy reads, whether it be wide receiver screens or read options. You know, either give it to Monaco or pull it and run. He's done a really good job in the read option game here early in this second half. He really is. He His, his reads from Kutztown's defense are impressive. And it's no shocker that they did choose Ben Reese over KJ Riley to start this second half. He really had a, a good, solid first half that... I think has earned him the starting role here to start the second half, right? But just Kutztown's defense needs it. Needs. Reese going to pull down and keep it there on that third and short. He will lose yardage. Reese on the carry. So a loss of two. Going to set up fourth down and four. Loss of two on the play. And now the field goal unit will come onto the field. It's going to be Christopher George. Christopher George on to attempt the 40-yard field goal. So a 40-yard field goal attempt. Riley the holder. George's kick, a line drive knuckleballer, and it's good. Field goal attempt is good. So the 40-yard field goal for Christopher George is up and through, and that'll get the Huskies on the board, making it 17-3 with 10.52 to go here in quarter number three. For the first time in the second half, We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Bloomsburg seems to have found some legs offensively, but Kutztown came into the half with a commanding three-score lead, so maybe it's a little uh, different play calling, giving the underneath more so, protecting it. It's a big play. Got to see how this offense responds, and you still got a whole half of football to play. So you can't shut it into neutral yet. But Kutztown looking good in that first half, running, passing, and on special teams as well. The defense also pitched a shutout. That just got broken up, though, with that field goal. Sunshine has come to play in the second half. A few clouds still in the area, but it is mostly sunny here in Bloomsburg. The field definitely warming up, and that is a welcome sign for me, guys. Back up to you. Thank you, Mitch. 17-3, the Huskies get on the board. They methodically move down the field. A lot of underneath passing game and read option work there from Ben Reese. But it was enough to get them into field goal range for where the junior from Ashley, Pennsylvania, Christopher George, could knock through a 40-yard field goal. So we'll get the first drive for the Golden Bears offense in the second half as the kickoff from Carrigan booted away. Fielded by Sincere Thomas at the five-yard line. He lost the football. Picks it back up before he's knocked down at the 14-yard line. And that could have been real bad for Kutztown as Thomas had it, just simply dropped the football. And again, fortunately enough for KU, able to scoop that back up and go down. But that sets them back starting inside their own 15. Not sure what happened there, Josh. I don't know either. Uh, 
Honestly, it looked like he was just carrying it a little too loose. Just fielded it, caught it a little on the more nonchalant side, and was running it, and then just just lost the hold of it. Certainly not common for Thomas. Well, I'll say that. So first down and 10 from the 14. Going on the ground, Jordan Davis. Plunges his way up the middle across the 15 to the 16. There's a pickup of two. Good job by Davis to initially make a man miss at the line to get a positive gain. Ryan D'Ambra there on the tackle. From Southampton, Pennsylvania. D'Ambra, one of the key defensive players for this Huskies unit. Only a redshirt freshman. Fifth in the PSAC in total tackles entering the day. Second down and eight. Gonna go with a jet sweep to Makai Gibson and a really good job to bottle that up by the Bloomsburg defense. There on the tackle was Brady Thompson. I'm sorry, I mentioned D'Ambra as a junior. Brady Thompson is the redshirt freshman who is fifth in total tackles coming into the day. He just made that tackle. They are another one of these stout linebackers, but Ryan D'Ambra, the junior, very good in his own right. So it was a pickup of one for Makai Gibson. Third down and seven. A chance for this Huskies defense to get off the field and put an offense that put together a pretty good opening drive to the second half back out on the field. Novak looks to throw, flushed out right. Fires up the sideline, caught! What an incredible one-handed grab! What a catch! Luke Zasbo with the catch. Unbelievable. Novak put it right on the money. Reaches out one hand and just hauls it in. Now the referees are coming together, so hold on a second. So it's going to be an illegal touching. So a wonderful catch going to be taken off the board for that illegal touching penalty. Luke Zabo there. Unfortunately, that was a great play just taken off the board because he stepped out of bounds. And you, you know, when you step out of bounds, you can't be the first one to touch the football. And that was the case there. So Nate Millard on to punt it. We talked about Nate Millard. Uh, is the one punt landed them in the five-yard line. Now, now it's a tougher situation. You're punting from your own five-yard line. It's it's not ideal, um, obviously. But how can Kutztown get out of this? That's the biggest question right now. Millard boots it away. Griffin Bachelor return man takes it at his own 31. Stumbled. And they will rule him down. He slipped and that knee hit the ground. So they'll mark him at the 30-yard line. And that's where the Huskies will set up shop. Here for their second drive of the second half. Plenty of time left in this one. 8.55 to go. And after a great first half for KU, Bloomsburg is certainly... You know, snatch things up to start this third quarter with that drive ending in the field goal. Obviously not the 
end result for Bloomsburg. Obviously, they want to get into the end zone and be scoring touchdowns here. But it was a positive drive to just for them to see them get points on the board. And for KU, this defense has got to respond here on drive number two. Absolutely. They just need to form something. Even even just forcing a three out, that, that, that does a lot of good. Reese keeps it and runs. He will be knocked out at the 30. So they ruled Griffin Baxter down at the 29-yard line. Correction, no, it was the 30. The scoreboard just had him a yard behind where the football was, so no gain there for Reese on the quarterback run. Second down and 10. Three wide receivers to Reese's left, Monaco in the backfield. Going to give it to Monaco up the middle. He will fight his way down to the 34, pick up a four, sets up third and six, and a chance for the Golden Bears defense to quickly get off the field. And that's what they need right here. Just just a quick three and out. They'll build some momentum for the Golden Bears and, and put them in a good field position. Because if they were to punt it away from right there, I would expect it would land right around the 35-30 yard line, somewhere in that area, right? And you need to turn it back over to offense, right? You did build some momentum. Unfortunately, that illegal touching from Sasmo did give it back to the Huskies, but... Back to Monaco to the bounce into the outside. Slips off a tackler on across the 35 to the 40. And all the way down to the 45-yard line. They'll say he'll step out of bounds prior to at the 44. To pick up of 10 and good for a first down. That's just one of those moments, Jack, where you need to wrap them up. Just a, a, a leg tackle isn't going to do it for someone like Monaco. Um, and it's just, that's a teaching moment right there, I would say, personally. But now you got to reset here. It's about how you respond. You gave up the first down. You didn't get the three and out. You did force the third down. Now you just got to finish it off here. So first and 10 from the 44-yard line. That pickup of 10 on that third and six carry by Caleb Monaco. Monaco, 40 yards in the first quarter, only 11 in the second quarter, and he's off to a good start to the second half. A little trickery. They're going to do all the way back to Reese, taking a deep shot, and it is incomplete. Antoine Lloyd on the coverage. Initially, he was handed off to Monaco. Pitched back to Griffin Batchelor. Batchelor... Bachelor lateraled it back to Reese, who fired it down the field, but his intended target was double-covered and is fortunate that wasn't intercepted. He was very lucky. That's all I could say. He was in double coverage down the field. That could have been a really good play, but thankfully... The thing is, Reese stared down that read. He got the ball, looked at only that one target, and just fired it down the field. Now, again, that's you know, the design play to take that deep shot, but... Got to see he's not covered. Good coverage there on the far side by Oyami Aduga to break up that pass. It was Jerry Griffin, Griffin Batchelor, the intended target. So pardon me, I said that was Aduga. That was Antoine Lloyd on the coverage. So now third down and 10 for Bloomsburg. Coming into the day, converted 32% of their first downs, two for seven on third down today. Reese swings it out to Griffin Batchelor out across midfield, trying to fight his way forward is C.J. Brown. 
wrapped him up at the 47-yard line of KU. They're going to mark him a yard short, and they're going to go for it. So it is fourth down. Fourth down and two. So it was a pickup of eight for Griffin Batchelor. Thought about keeping the offense out on the field. They'll elect to put the punt team on the field and play the field position game and hopefully try to back Kutztown up deep. Special teams has not been favorable to Bloomsburg today. Already one blocked punt and a 71-yard punt return from Lloyd. But a good punt there bouncing down inside the 10. They'll down it at the five-yard line. So a good punt there by the Huskies. And that downs KU deep in their own territory. We're now going to send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Well, a much more lively second half. It was kind of a lull here in the stadium, but both sidelines have come alive, specifically the Kutztown sideline after that illegal touching in by the call. A couple players came over screaming their displeasure about the refs, describing it in ways I can't on air. And a couple other teammates said, hey, we're good. We just got to play our game and we'll be okay. Uh, defense, they got off the field there as the offense requested. Now it's the offense's turn to put some more points on the board. Back up to you guys. 6.05 to go in the third quarter. First down and 10. Hand off to Jaden Stewart out across the 10. Fights his way down to right around the 13-yard line. Stopped there by Ron Long. And this is just one of those situations that you just need to keep it rolling. You need to get some momentum coming in your favor. You gave up that illegal touching. You gave a free and out, excuse me. Uh, and it's one of those situations where you need to get the ball rolling here. Second and two. Back to Stewart. Nowhere to run. Initially tripped up there by Kai Sheesholtz. Or Sheesholtz. C. Schultz, the Mifflinville, Pennsylvania native and the Central Columbia product. So a loss of one there for Stewart. Third down and three for the Golden Bears. You need to convert. There's no other question. If you put it from here, you're obviously pinning yourself deep and that never puts yourself in a good position. But... Just Judd Novak needs to find some somehow, some way. Three wide receivers to his right. Novak looks to throw. Looking for Ravenel. Out of his range. Just a little overthrown. And a three and out once more for this Golden Bears offense. They're still trying to find their footing here in quarter number three. And you saw this last week, Josh. Went into the break with the lead. Uh, this week they're up 17 to nothing at the break. Last week they were up 14 to 6. Excuse me, 14-7. to seven. But the third quarter, today going the way of Bloomsburg, last week went the way of East Stroudsburg. So I think that's something this KU team's got to improve upon. You know, as the season goes on, starting off the second half stronger, Millard punting from his own goal line. Fair caught at the 47-yard line there is Griffin Batchelor. And the Huskies will start with good starting field position with 4.34 to go in quarter number three. And I agree with that point, Jack. It, 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 it seems like they play four quarters. They don't play four quarters. They play three. They play the first and second really well. It's just the third, they can't come to life for some reason. But the fourth, they always find a way to fight back. But that speaks to the resiliency of the team, right? But 
you also, too, you need to play four quarters. It's just that simple, right? When you play a team that's a little bit of a tougher caliber, I think it might come back to haunt you, and that's just something they need to look to, to fix. First and 10 for the Huskies from their own 47-yard line. Swinging out to Owen Anderson. And out across midfield, he goes wrapped up at the 47-yard line of the Golden Bears. As that's a pickup of six on first down. That's just one of those situations. You need to find a better read. You obviously saw him as coming towards our near side, right? So everyone needs to fly to the ball. And no one did that. Reese dumps it underneath to his tight end, Nas Jones. He gets to the 45 before he's wrestled out of bounds there by Jalen Hill, the senior from Dover, Delaware. Flying on the play, Jack. So interested to see on our far side, right around the, that would be the 43-yard line. Number 52 of the offense. So an, an, an ineligible man downfield, a five-yard penalty, so that's going to back the Huskies up there. Just as that underneath play to Nas Jones was developing, the offensive lineman got further than a yard down the field, further than a yard past the line of scrimmage, I should say. So second down and 10 from their own 48. Three forty and counting in this third quarter. They're going to hand it off. Ty Pringle out across midfield. Spins his way down to the Golden Bear 44-yard line. But a flag flies behind the play. Ty Pringle on the carry. It feels like it's going to be on the offense here. Yeah, if I had to guess, probably a holding. So that will be a hold on the right guard, Xavier Newman. So the Huskies... Just some self-inflicted wounds here. Had a had a manageable second down. Made it, would have been a short third down if that completion of Jones stuck. And an eligible man downfield and now a holding penalty have backed themselves up inside their own 40 as it's now second and 20 from their own 38-yard line. And you did see a big hole on our far side, right? And I almost did wonder if there was maybe a hold because it looked like there were a couple couple defensive linemen around the area, but just great call by the refs. And now we're looking at a second and 20. Three wide receivers on the field. Hand off to Pringle up the middle. He'll get to the 40 before he gets swallowed up. A pickup of two. Going to set up a third and long for the Huskies. Here in the waning minutes of quarter number three. Two at 40 and counting. That'll bring up a third and 18 from the 40. Great opportunity for KU to get off the field. The tight end Jones and Griffin Bachelor to Reese's right. Takes a snap, looks to throw, facing some pressure. Fires it underneath. That's caught by Griffin Bachelor. Good for just a yard. 
And the punt team back out onto the field for the Huskies, a familiar sight here this afternoon. And that's just a great job by the Golden Bears defense right there. So obviously not much working in the favor for Bloomsburg's offense on that last drive. Two costly penalties give the ball back to the Golden Bears, right? But offense needs to get some momentum going here. We talked about how they've been struggling here in the third quarter, getting no offense whatsoever. So it's going to be interesting to see, Jack, how the Golden Bears offense does respond. So Carrigan boots it away. Going to take a Huskies bounce. And they'll down it at the 19-yard line. So that's where Judd Novak and this Golden Bears offense will take over late in quarter number three. We'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sidelines. Give us an update about what it's like down at field level. Thank you, Jack. Well, Kumu has left the building, but you know who hasn't left? The wonderful Abby Regs has found her way to the Kutztown sideline. Great to have her here. And great to have this KU defense today standing up at every ask, every ring of the bell. After that three and out by the offense that put the ball right around midfield, they say no, and they get a three and, a, three and out of their own. Beautiful defensive day for the Golden Bears. Just three points allowed through just about three quarters here. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. First down and 10 from the 19-yard line. Hand off to Jordan Davis. He'll fight his way down to the 20, pick up of a yard. And it's just as simple as they got to get something going here. It just it seems like every single drive they it feels like they they just can get nothing going. And it's a different team in the third quarter. We saw that in the East Stroudsburg game. We're seeing it now, and it doesn't make sense that because. Normally, it's the fourth quarter that teams start to get different due to stamina, whatever reason it may be. But for the Golden Bears, it's always the third quarter for some reason. We also have to credit Bloomsburg defense. Football is a game of adjustments. They've certainly changed their approach. They're going to give it to Stewart out across the 25 to the 30. A flag flies in from behind the play. And more than likely, that's going to signal a hold on the offense. That's going to be hold on the tight end, Nick Lovenguth. Ten-yard penalty, and again, uncharacteristically for Kutztown today, just a lot of penalties. Again, they were one of the country's least penalized teams through their first five games, tied for fourth nationally, which is 19 team penalties coming into the day. But that has been a problem for them this afternoon. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it just looks like a, a different team. And that was Nick Loven, Gus' second penalty of the game for, I believe, a holding as well. Two holding penalties on Loven, Gus. But just something you need to correct. It's just a teaching moment. Seven penalties for 45 yards today for Goodsound. Novak looking to throw. He's got a lot of time. We'll swing it out to Stewart, but overshot his man, and it's going to set up a third and long. Pass intended for Jaden Stewart is incomplete. It'll be a third and 19 from their own 10 here with five seconds to go in the third quarter. So this lines up to be the final play of quarter number three. And what's been a quarter to forget for the Golden Bears. Yeah, they certainly want to forget this quarter. But 
I mean, only give up three points. I would say that I would consider that a win. It's just offense needs to get it rolling. That's that's as it's as simple as that. Three wide receivers to Novak's right. Novak steps up, fires over the middle, incomplete, and almost intercepted as there was Quinton Gaskill, the senior defensive back, who almost came up with that INC. So that'll take us to the end of the third quarter from Robert Redmond Stadium. Your score, Kutztown 17, Bloomsburg 3. Nate Millard on to punt for the Golden Bears when we come back. Scouting is awesome. You get to do a whole bunch of stuff that you never thought you could do. I've gone skiing, snowboarding, surfing. We chopped wood with an axe. We get to go caving, climbing, mountain biking. I kind of like the hiking and scout. Scouting is a lifestyle. The scout is trustworthy, loyal, friendly, helpful, courteous, obedient, kind. cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Scouting is my direction. Adventures to remember. Words to live by. Go to scouting.org today. Be a scout. Whoever said half the fun is getting there had to be a Cub Scout. Because the only thing more exciting than being awarded a badge is the once-in-a-lifetime experience that went into earning it. From hitting his first bullseye to toasting his first marshmallow, a Cub Scout can take part in tons of activities that bring the perfect mix of unforgettable fun and essential life lessons. To learn more about how scouting can make a difference in your son's life, visit BeAScout.org. Scouting. Prepared for life. You're listening to Golden Bear Football Coverage all season long, right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Start of quarter number four. You're Robert Redmond Stadium, Lord, hunting from his own end zone. Short punt takes a Bloomsburg bounce initially, but then they'll take the Golden Bears roll down at their own 49-yard line. So Bloomsburg will start on Kutztown's side of the field here with 14.49 to go. Bloomsburg within striking distance, only down by two touchdowns. We're going to quickly send it down to Mitchell Smithy from the sidelines in early quarter number four. Fourteen forty-nine to go. 14-point lead. Bloomsburg with the football. It's a fumble. Ball's out. Pringle to scoop it up. Trouble with the snap. Fumble recovered by Bloomsburg. We'll get a word from Mitchell Smedley in a little bit. So Pringle had a dive on the loose football, the loss of two on first down. Brings up a second and 15. Loss of five. Gives it to Pringle. Loss of yardage back to their own 45. Hi, Pringle on the carry. Loss of two on the play. So third and 17 as the Huskies just continue to go backwards here. Trouble with the snap on the first play. From their own 45. So third and 15. 
A third and 17, pardon me. It was a trouble with the snap from Reese. Trying to give it to Pringle. Pringle had a dive on a loss of two. Tried an outside run to Pringle. For a loss of two. Excuse me, a loss of five on the fumble. So third and 17. Reese looks to take a deep shot. Hit as he throws. Incomplete. Had his man Griffin Bachelor streaking behind the teeth of the defense. Just had no time to get that pass off. So a three and out for this Huskies offense, a wasted opportunity. So punt it away from their own 45. It's Kevin Carrigan of the punt team out onto the field. Lloyd, the return man, back at the 10-yard line. A low kick. It's the line drive punt. It'll be down right near the 25-yard line. So they will say it's the 25, and that's where the Golden Bears will take over. We'll now send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. For the last couple series, I've noticed a lot of uh, communication on the defense coming over to the sideline. At first, there was a few players discussing ways to cover up some of these open rushers and these open short pass catchers. Uh, and then the coaches got involved, and they were very upset with how the, the defense has been looking on recent drives. Some more guys getting open short for dump-offs and running plays. But they have locked it up. The coaches seem very happy with that last defensive drive. Interesting how they're changing the scheme throughout the course of the game. Back up to you. Incomplete pass there. Pass intended for number 17 with Matt Gibson is incomplete. So that first down play for Gibson incomplete. Second down and 10. Brings up a second and 10 touchdown from their own 25. So that punt did result in a touchback. Hey, you're just trying to get this offense going here in the second half, Josh. Yeah, it, it definitely does seem like that. Just struggling to struggling to get going. It, it almost seems like that. They just need to get something going here. Hand off to Stewart out across the 25 to the 30. Hurdles a man out across the 35 and down to the 37-yard line. Pickup of 12 and good for a Golden Bears first down. Pushed out of bounds by number one, Ron Long. Gain of 13. First and 10, Quitstown from their own 38. So a pickup of 13. They'll give him the 38-yard line for Stewart there. 12-35 and counting. Here in this fourth and final quarter. Fast-moving game here today. Back up on the ground to Stewart across the 40. A Husky defender lost his helmet as Stewart gets down to the 42-yard line, a pickup of four. Number 58 for Bloomsburg Wesley for one play. Due to losing there by Tom so Charles Cruz III having to come to the sideline for a play just so he can get his helmet back on. Gain of four. Second and six, Kutztown from their own 42. 
And now, Jack, just something I, I noticed, they're starting to get a lot of momentum going in their favor, right? So it's interesting to see how how exactly they can continue the momentum. Second and six. Stewart bottled up, nowhere to go. Jaden Stewart on the carry. He'll lose a yard, makes it third and seven. And now you lost momentum. We talked about how they were gaining some momentum there, Jack, but just now you lost it. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, do you go with the pass play? Do you go with the run play? The run from Jane Stewart has worked a lot. But I think in this situation, you're looking at a third and seven. I don't know if Stewart can pick up seven. Novak looks to throw, taking a deep shot down the near side, incomplete. It was Lanique Preston and Tyreek Husser in the area. It was intended for Preston. And another punt upcoming for KU. Nate Millard keeping busy here in the second half. Number 91, Nate Millard on to punt for touchdown. And it just goes back to my point, Jack. They can't get anything going. I mean, it... It looked like they were starting to get some momentum on the ground game on that drive with Stewart, that 13-yard run. And picked up four on the next set of downs to start it, make it a second and six, but nothing further after that. Fair catch signal there by Griffin Batchelor. He will haul it in at the 19-yard line, and that's where the Huskies will set up shop. Here with 11.02 to go in the fourth quarter. And for, for Kutztown, Josh, can this defense continue to maintain this level of consistency that we're seeing here? Because this KU offense has shown little signs of life in half number two. And you have to credit the Huskies' defense you know, for part of that. But for KU, it's just been, on some of these drives, an inability you know, to, to not commit penalties. Some holds, some ineligible man downfields. Excuse that, ineligible man downfield penalty was on Bloomsburg. But you know, some holding calls have set them back. Seven penalties for 45 yards in the day. Reese will roll out left and fire. Finds his man out across the 25-yard line to the 27. And that's Owen Anderson on the far side. Forced out of bounds by Justin Harris. Harris there to force him out of bounds. It's a pickup of eight there on first down. Gain of eight brings up a second and two for Bloomsburg from their own 27. It's just, I can't get over the fact that they just can't get any points on the board this second half. It's it's just bothering me so much that they're relying a lot on defense. I like that, but... Hand off to Monaco. He'll pick up a yard. So I'll set up a third down and one for Bloomsburg. Here in the early stages of this fourth quarter, and there is an injured Husky down on the field. One of the offensive linemen there. And as they tend to the injured Husky, we'll send it down to Mitchell Smedley on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. A very muted Kutztown sideline that we're seeing right now. Uh, not a lot going on in terms of communication, in terms of yelling. Even when an offense is stuck in neutral, it doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency, which is peculiar, um, especially for, like I said, the offense looking the way it does. 
guess they're trying to iron out some of the kinks uh, quietly as the game goes on, but with a two-score lead, it's not reared its ugly head yet. Each defensive stop now worth so much more as we get on to the middle stages of the fourth quarter, leaving less and less time for any possible comeback of Bloomsburg's offense, which has looked stymied all day long thanks to this Kutztown defense. One final note, you mentioned the game going quick. I like that. I got a Phillies game to go watch against the Atlanta Braves in the divisional round after this, so I'm kind of happy with that, but we'll send it back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. Golden Bears defense looks to get themselves off the field in this upcoming third down as they're still tending to that injured Husky on the field. For Caleb Monaco, he's gotten more involved in the second half. Went into the break with 51 yards. He's now at 78 on the day. Still with a chance to get to his gamely average. He averages right around 97 yards per game. As the injured Husky has sat up. They're still tending to him. But as he was laying down, now he's sitting. So progress there. They're still evaluating pending injuries. That's number 72. The right tackle remain Jackson Bay. And Jack, it's always just tough to watch this. I mean, just seeing a player down, this is one of the things you had never, ever hoped for in the game Absolutely. of football. It's but he's walking off on his own power, and that is absolutely a great sign to see. But ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. So, like you mentioned, Josh, couldn't have couldn't have worded any better myself. Great to see uh, Jackson Bay up on his feet and making his way out the field under his own power. And hopefully, it's nothing severe on the injury front. There for the Huskies starting right tackle. Third and two Bloomsburg from their own 27. But back to work for the Golden Bear defense. So it'll be third down and two. Reese rolls out left, floats it up the field, incomplete, out of bounds. So now it's going to set up fourth down and two, and with 10 one to go, there is no decision. The punt team will come out of the field with Kevin Carey. Fourth and two for the Huskies from their own 27. So Jack Ferguson, the Sellersville, Pennsylvania native, the intended target there. And a three and out on this drive again for Bloomsburg. Just three combined points between these teams in the second half, Josh. Not a lot of offense going on between the two. Yeah, certainly not an offensive second half. Lloyd backpedaling, takes it from his own 20. A flag flies in, dances his way before he's slung down at the 24. So now they're going to respot the flag, put it at... The Huskies, excuse me, no, the Golden Bears 40. So we still await for the penalty call.
Coach Clements, Coach Kettner, the special teams coordinator, and obviously the head coach of the Golden Bears, Coach Clements, out on the field trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. For KU, I mean, this drive, you're up by two touchdowns, 9.49 to go. So it is going to be on Bloomsburg, a holding. So we'll move it from the 24-yard line, 10-yard penalty. So it should be out at the 34-yard line. They have the ball spotted at the 36. So, so they will see the return out to the 26, 10-yard penalty to the 36. And that's where KU's offense will set up shop. But going back to my earlier point, this drive isn't necessarily about putting more points on the board. I mean, that would be great for Kutztown, but it's just about churning off time on the clock and not allowing Bloomsburg a whole lot of time to work with. Snap, hand it off. It's going to be Stewart. And pick up a two to the 38. And just looking at that last play, Jack, I mean, just we have another Lewis Hus Husky down on the field. This time it is That's number be 58, Charles Cruz the third. As he's going to get some help to the sideline. Here with 9.29 to go. Second down and eight from the 38. And just one of the main points I want to make, Jack, is just it seems like the defensive line is just bursting right through the seams. It's just, and you got to put that put at fault the Golden Bears offensive line. They just need to hold their blocks. Novak takes a snap handoff up the middle. Stewart fights his way forward to the 45 and gets to the 46-yard line. Harry James on the stop. They're going to mark him just short. It looked like our, our near sideline judge marked that he got it, but it looks like the far sideline judge said he did not. So, so rule him at the 45 just short of the line again. Needs just a yard to get to the 46. 8.25 to go. Snap. Handoff. Stewart. Cross midfield to the Husky 45. Leaps and gets down to the 41-yard line of Bloomsburg. He needed plenty. He needed one, down. and he got 10-plus. That's exactly what you want right there. Right? So a great read by Jane Stewart, right? He saw everyone was crashing inside, right? So hit it outside, off tackle. That's exactly what you wanted, right? And it's, it's just what you want. You needed that first down, and you got it. First and 10 from the Husky 41. Back to the ground game. Stewart makes a man miss, dives forward. Inside the 40 down to the 38. Mm -hmm. 
three-yard gain on first down for Stewart. Golden Bears content with just running time off here under seven and a half to go here in this fourth and final quarter. At this stage of the game, it's not getting points isn't the number one priority with already a two-touchdown lead. Handed off Stewart, trying to bounce it to the outside, and he is going to lose yardage back at his own, or excuse me, at the Bloomsburg 43. That was Kenny Yerkonis on the stop there for the Huskies as that play got blown up. So now third down and 12. Here for Kutztown. And Jack, you talked about one of the main goals you wanted from this drive was just to run down some time. Even if you can leave Bloomsburg with six minutes and change, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah, already three plus minutes off the clock here. They started with 9.49 to go. Now a whistle with 6.25 to go, and it looks like Kutztown called their first time out of the half. And it is the Golden Bears taking their first time out of the half. We'll send it to Mitchell Smedley down on the sideline. Thank you, Jack. Well, while the offense is out on the field, the defense is huddling up on the sideline, and the message is very simple. Assuming that they uh, have to go back onto the field, coach is saying, we're willing to give up those five-yard underneath, but we got to rally and tackle, rally and tackle. They said it a million times, got to rally to the football, prevent any big plays. The team effort on defense to lock down this game here in the late stages. Big third down coming up. Let's see if Kutztown can take a few more minutes off, make it that much harder for any sort of comeback. Back a few. Thank you, Mitch. Third down upcoming for KU with third and long. Just under six and a half minutes to go here in this second half. Gene Stewart up over 100 yards on the ground, actually exactly at 100 on 18 carries and a touchdown, a career day for Jaden Stewart. Got a more expanded role in this offense, but it's Jordan Davis in the game. At running back to the left of Novak. Three wide receivers to Novak's left, one to his right. Looks to throw. Has some time, fires it down the field. Wide open is Hasty at the 20. 15, inside the 10. Tripped up at the five yard line. A big catch and run for Caden Hasty. That's exactly the type of play you want right there. A lot of missed coverage, right? It seemed like there were Bloomsburg defenders all around, except in the spot that Hasty was, right? So a great job by Jen Novak. The pocket's collapsing. He realizes that, right? Looks downfield, Kane Hasty open. Great job by Hasty to pull it in. Now you're looking at a first and goal, right? Now you got five yards to go. You have 5.45 and ticking left on the clock. First and goal with the four. Handoff. Davis spins into the end zone. Touchdown, Golden Bears. Jordan Davis, a four-yard touchdown run. And KU tacks on to their lead. Now up 23-3. to That 39-yard catch and run by Caden Hasty got him down inside the five on that third and long. And Davis... Caps off the drive with a four-yard touchdown score. And that might be the dagger here this afternoon. Evitz on to attempt the extra point. 
up and good. 24-3 Golden Bears, a 21-point lead here with 5.39 to go, and going to be a tall task for the Huskies to come back at this stage of the game. Yeah, absolutely, and that was something they needed. But, Jack, I want to send it down to Mitchell Smedley one more time. He saw offense coming off the field. He heard it. Mitch, what's going on down at your level? Thanks, Josh. Well, I was talking with one of our gold bears, Elijah, right before that flake uh, on third down, and he said, air it out on him. Air it out on him, and that's exactly what they did. I told him he should be the coach. But that AC catch and run set him up perfectly to add on yet another score and finally get off the schneid here in the second half. Some points. That's the welcome addition. Puts down in control here, cruising toward the end of this game. Back up to y'all. Thank you, Mitch. And... When you air it out, good things happen. That's that's just the way it goes. And finally, that big pass play. Yeah. Here for KU today, they didn't really have, you know, those explosive plays that they've had in in the past couple of weeks through the air. You saw them last week at home against East Stroudsburg. Not really a whole lot of that today, uh, but they get one with a big chunk play. That 39 yarder to Hasty really changed the dynamic of that drive. Put him down inside the five and. Then Davis got into the end zone. Florida line drive kick, and that's going to bounce out of bounds again. Second time in the second half that Millard has kicked it out of bounds. So it'll set up Bloomsburg at the 35-yard line. With 5.39 to go, and just based on time alone and what we've seen out of this Bloomsburg offense today, Doesn't really seem to affect the outcome all that much, that kick out of bounds. But it's just, you know, for, for punctuality and doing the little things right, that that's going to get under Jim Clement's skin. That absolutely is. You could tell after that he was frustrated. Uh, not what you want. But it's something you need to clean up in, in practice. Reese in the gun. Quickly fires it out. That's going to be caught out across the 40. 45 and knocked down at the 46-yard line. There was Gabe Brower, the sophomore from Alexandria, Pennsylvania. So there's a pickup of 11. Good for a Huskies first down. First target and first catch of the day for Brower. Huskies got to move quick. Reese in the gun. Taking a deep shot, and it is incomplete. And that's going to be a penalty flag. Quits down sideline. Going to disagree with the call, and now our referee's going to have a discussion. I didn't see a whole lot there. I think he was just going for the ball. Yeah, I thought it was all ball on that last play. Um, yeah, you know, Brower, the receiver, was there, but... Coach Kettner, the defender. So, so two things to note: Coach Kettner, Coach Clements, and a couple other coaches not happy with the call. But we do have a injured Husky down on the field. He is now up, walking off on his own power. So that is Gabe Brower, the intended receiver on that play. They are going to call passing interference. And the contact, I think, a little bit early, just a hair before the ball arrived, and that's what warranted the penalty flag, but I think one that could have gone either way there. 
So with a 15-yard penalty, that puts the Huskies inside the Golden Bears 40 at the 39-yard line. Coach Clement's still arguing that call. And Coach Kettner's still arguing that call on that far sideline, Jack. Just not happy. Yeah, and like you said, I do think the contact was just about a hair too late and just... Reese looking to throw, facing the pressure, and he's sacked! That was Braden Pullman, the redshirt junior out of Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, and on the sack. So a loss of 10 on the sack here with 4.40 to go. Makes it second down and 20. And for Bloomsburg, they got the pass interference call. You need to build off that momentum, and obviously that is a momentum killer right there. Quick swing it out to Anderson to the Golden Bears 45 and only knocked out of bounds there. There's a pickup of four. Going to set up a third down and 16 as Antoine Loy there to knock him out of bounds. This is one of those situations, Jack, that you need to limit how many yards Bloomsburg can get because if they do get enough, that does bring up field goal territory. Reese getting flushed again. Gets away from a sack. Across the 40 to the 35, and he got launched. A big-time hit. As that was Lee Coleman who came in and laid the boom on Reese, sent him airborne. He actually flew. He got some hang time there. I mean, Coleman saw oh an opportunity to hit the quarterback, and he didn't miss it. It's a great fundamental I've, hit. Hit him I've, right in the chest and just sent him airborne. Fourth down and five from the Golden Bears. 33, though, as that was a gain of 12. Reese looking to take a shot. Had a man open. It was Griffin Batchelor, but just threw it a little too high. Unable to come down with it, and the Huskies will turn it over on downs with 3.04 to go. And now we'll send it on down to Mitchell Smedley. One for one final time here. Thank you, Jack. Yep, just one final note. Yeah, on that pass interference, Kutztown sideline was incensed, led by Coach Kedner, as Josh mentioned. He and a couple other coaches, they were so loud and, and annoyed by that, they commanded the attention of a couple referees coming over to discuss it. They did not seem to reach an agreement. They separated, and the Kutztown defense seemed to respond to that anger and play like a couple of changed men. The sack and the big hit on the runner there, and they force the four and out. They get the ball back. This game is just about over. Back up to you guys. Thank you, Mitch. 3.04 to go, and Golden Bears just trying to run out the rest of the time here. Stewart out across the 35. He'll get to the 37. Pick up a four. She's at Stephen Burkhardt. And Donnie Blaine is in the game at quarterback. So Coach Clements rolling up, rolling out, excuse me. The backups here in the late stages of this one. Golden Bears have it under control. Just need to put the exclamation point on this one. And just run out the remaining time with under two and a half to go. 
So Novak's final line, 10 of 21, 113 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be Burkhart out to the 39. He'll pick up two more, set up a third down and four. And with 210 ticking down, Jack, I, I think this might be all the game wrote for today. Hopefully they can pick up the first down and then just a couple of knees and that'll solidify another win here for the Golden Bears. Certainly looking like the Golden Bears will get out of here with a win. Would improve to 3-0 and in PSAC Eastern Division play. And already will have winning two road games once this time runs out. Out across the 40 to the 43 yard line. That's enough good for a pickup of four and a first down. So good tough running there by Steven Burkhart. And that'll be good for a Golden Bears first down like we already mentioned. And honestly, with 124 left to play, that at this point, just take a couple knees and just put the game away. But they don't want to do that. They, they want to be aggressive on a couple more plays. Again, running the play clock down to two each time before they snap it. Right back to Burkhart. Nowhere to run. As it'll be... Charles Cruz the third, the first of a couple of Huskies to get there and wrap up Burkhart. Pickup of a yard for Burkhart to the 45. Now down to 45 seconds to go. So KU going to get the win here. Improved to 4-2 and two on the season. 3-0 and oh in Eastern Division play. And for the Huskies, a rough start to the season. Only gets worse as they'll fall to 1-5 and 0-3 and and in Eastern Division play. Right back to Burkhardt on the ground. Fights his way forward down to the 48-yard line. And that will more than likely do it. Next up for Bloomsburg, they'll host Lockhaven next week for their homecoming game. Trying to rebound against the Bald Eagles. As for KU, they'll come home and host the Shippensburg Raiders. Here for a mid-October showdown back at Andre Reed Stadium. The clock is at triple zeros. Your final score, Kutztown 24, Bloomsburg 3. Here today from Robert Redmond Stadium. A good win for KU. Obviously the offense you know, fully wasn't what we hoped to be in the second half. They went into the break with a comfortable 17-0 lead. Held Bloomsburg to only three points. Really good defensive showing from this Golden Bears bunch. Uh, and then tacked on a late touchdown score. Excuse me, in the fourth quarter with that Jordan Davis four-yard run. Nice win. 3-0 in Eastern Division play. And they'll go back home next week to play Shippensburg, Josh. And we live to survive another week as the leaders in the PSAC East. You're undefeated. And it's exactly a win you want, right? So... Offense didn't look as strong as we've saw as we've seen, right? But let's talk about defense. Defense only giving up three points, and not to mention in the past two games they've only given the past two games to Bloomsburg they've only given up three points, right? Last year pitched a shutout. This year only gave up a field goal, right? And I thought for a while they might pitch another shutout against Bloomsburg. Unfortunately, couldn't hold on. 
But nonetheless, good win for the Golden Bears. We live to survive another week. Yes, they do. And for Bloomsburg, they'll have to wait another year to try to take down the Eastern Division foe, Golden Bears. Kutztown has now won seven straight games against the Huskies here in this series that in recent history has heavily favored the Golden Bears. What an effort today. Just controlled it from start to finish. You know, thought maybe a little bit in that third quarter the Huskies could take back control just because Kutztown's offense kind of fell asleep at the wheel here. But again, the defense stepped up and played a full 60 minutes uh, to, to, you know, to really culminate a win, Josh. Yeah, just it was not a strong third quarter and it started the fourth for offense, but defense stepped up big time. They knew what they needed to do. They need they knew they needed to play a lockdown quarter. And only giving up three points, that's a good start, right? We thought that, you know, when they started to run the ball a lot, we thought things could turn south quick. But nonetheless, a big win for the Golden Bears and ultimately something you look forward to. It's something you like to see, right? And a lot of adjustments need to be made. Uh, I'm not going to not say that. I think a lot of adjustments do need to be made, right? But overall, I was... I was very happy with this one, I'll say that. Yeah, a good one for the Golden Bears. Again, not a, you know, perfect effort. Obviously some things they gotta clean up. You know, in the kicking game you can mention those two kicks out of bounds or and, and nitpick for things like that. But, you know, also trying to limit those penalties, eight for sixty yards, I and mean, that was uncharacteristic of the Golden Bears throughout their first, you know, five games. But, you know, here today in their sixth game of the year, took a little bit more penalties and got more penalty yardage than they have in any game this season. So again, that's something they got to try to clean up, but again, this was a you know, scrappy kind of game. Offense wasn't plentiful for either side, so for KU to get out of here with a 24-3 to win, 24-3 win and looked rather convincing in doing so. They're going to take it and enjoy that bus ride back home. Absolutely, an hour and a half ride home. I would, I with a win that definitely helps, right? That's going to make you feel good, right? But there's a definitely a lot of things that need to be corrected. Uh, just not a lot of offense, and I would have preferred that the offense took over the game, right? But I'll always take a game where defense controls, right? Uh, I'm a big believer in if you start out strong with defense, turn it over to the offense you'll have a better chance at success, right? Not a lot of offense, but overall, good win for the Golden Bears, one they needed, and I'll say it one more time, you survive another week as the leader in the PSAC East. Absolutely. Novak only throwing for 113 yards in this game, had that one passing touchdown of Makai Gibson for nine yards, uh, but it was Jaden Stewart, the, the main benefactor of this game script, going for over 100 yards, or excuse me, exactly 100 yards on the ground, and a touchdown, a career day, uh, for number 25 in white, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. What a day for him for the sophomore tailback. Um, and really taking over in this backfield here this afternoon. We thought maybe Jordan Davis would be you know, the main feature back today, but turned out to be Jaden Stewart, and I think we both liked what we saw to him today. I really did like a lot of Jaden Stewart, right? And we really didn't expect him to to be the big leader from the offense, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. He stepped up big time when he needed to. We saw a lot of the offense was going to run through him when he had that great drive where cashed in for six. But it's it's something you like to see, right? And that goes back to our previous point. We mentioned 
They don't run the offense through one running back, two, three. They run it through about five or six, and Gene Seward's part of that part of that group. And it's it's awesome to see. Good win for the Golden Bears, and you move on. Yes, it is. Well, Josh, let's just get right into our uh, players of the game, shall we? I mean, we, we yeah. recap the offense. We talked about the stifling defense here for, for KU, only allowing three points today against the Huskies, and I got to go with Jaden Stewart. I mean, 100 yards and a touchdown was a main part of why this offense was able to function on the ground game as well as they did. Um, and I'm really excited to see what his role is going to be in this backfield. I think he's certainly earned uh, you know, the touches he's going to get, especially with 18 touches here today on the ground. I think he's going to be a bigger part of this running back room going forward the rest of the year. Yeah, and I definitely do agree with that. Mine personally, i got to give it to Brandon Heil. Impressive game. He came up with some big tackles that did lead to some big fourth downs that they needed getting defense off the field. I thought he was one of the big leaders that stepped up big time um, in the secondary. Obviously, I thought he was one of the key features for defense, but obviously that's my nominee for player of the game. But I do agree with Jane Stewart, uh, your nominee as well. I think, I think overall it was a team win. Um, there wasn't just one player that stepped up big time. I thought it was a, a good 22-man show, and obviously that gave us the win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially, on, I think, on the defensive side, everybody contributed, you know, whether it be on the statute or not, I think everybody showed up, did their job, and ultimately that's why KU played such an impressive game on that side of the ball here today. Well, that will do it from Robert Redmond Stadium on the campus of Bloomsburg University. Your score, Kutztown 24, Bloomsburg 3. For Mitchell Smedley, Joshua Toot, and our board operator, Jason Fliegelman, back in the studio. This is Jack Himes saying, take care and go Bears. Thank you for listening to another Golden Bear football presentation right here. Under Sports Leader in Berks County, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Make sure to follow all of our social medias for our next live upcoming broadcast. Now back to your favorite music right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. <laughs>